Good morning and welcome everybody. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network wherever you are, right across Australia. Positively different radio in the morning. This is The Breakfast Show with the Double L team filling in while Monica is away. Joining us is Lawson. Welcome to the show, Lawson. Great Mate, to have you as part of the show. to be here. Fantastic. What are you thankful for this morning, Lawson? I am extremely thankful um, that, yeah, my, my ministry in my local church has been going really well. Um, for those of you who don't know, I work in a, a local church called Raymond Terrace Mission. And, uh, yeah, we've just been Here reaching out Lawson, to the community. Shameful, shameless yeah. plug for Raymond <laughs> Terrace Mission. Shameless plug for Raymond Terrace Mission. Yeah, but we've just been reaching out to the community. It's been going really well. So, yeah, if anyone is interested in coming to our church, we're on 15 Carmichael Street, and we meet every week at 9.30 on Saturdays. So, so come along. Jas- Jasmine writes in from Queensland. She says, I have an awesome blessing to share this morning. Yesterday, while walking in town, a lady asked me for directions. Because we were both going the same direction, I walked with her and we started talking. All the while, I was praying for an opportunity to witness. I noticed some Bible references written in her notebook and commented on it and was able to start talking about God and my church. She had grown up Presbyterian, but now she just goes to whatever church she gets invited to. Then I learned from her that this past Sabbath, she had been invited to an SDA church. As we parted, she said, meeting me was a real blessing to her. It was a big blessing to me and really exciting too, as it was my first experience witnessing on my own. Oh man, amazing. Well done, Jasmine. Fantastic to see uh, you witnessing for Jesus up there in Queensland. But you know what? What? This has already happened ages ago. Oh, this yeah, is that's, the, this is that's the, right. This is the delayed broadcast. Yeah. In fact, we told everybody about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you may have missed it because if you're listening to the delayed broadcast, then you missed the show yesterday. So to listen to the live show, this is what you need to do. You need to cross over to the Faith FM website, uh, which is faithfm.com.au, mm-hmm. or you can listen to us on the TuneIn app. You can just get the freer version, so just download it and click the little X when it tries to make you uh, pay money and then you can just look up Faith FM and listen to us anywhere across the world wherever you have a cellular single a single signal <laughs> a cellular cellular I'm just wondering, what, I'm wondering what a cellular single is I'm, I can't get my tongue around that dude, either dude, so it's, a, it's a bit of a tongue twister <laughs> but is. yeah anywhere where you can reach us you can listen to us and uh, and of course yeah. you will find out on today's show that Mon is tuning in from Germany and listening to us on the tune in app over there and has some great things to share with you all so you don't want to miss out on that also coming up in this today's show we're going to be talking about some uh, amazing ai artificial intelligence Mm. technology uh, in china we've got a couple of stories on that we have uh, that and more amazing things so stay tuned for the rest of the show Stand 
You're listening to All Sons and Daughters with Wake Up here on Faith FM as we kick off today's show. Lawson, what have we got for our quiz? Ooh, so our quiz today, it's it's pretty good, but I feel like Lyle's gonna get it in the first like in the first clue. So just just get in there just as quick as you can, try and text in as soon as I say it. Um, remember our number is 0491064669 if you want to text in, or one eight hundred three two four eight four three if you want to give us a call. But again, this is a who am I quiz. And our first clue is, I was told you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. I was told you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. I'm pretty sure I know who this one is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, moving on from there, moving on from there. What have we got in positively different news this morning? Well, um, just before I get into the news, I was just I was really blessed by the testimony that we that we yeah. just heard. Like uh, Jasmine's testimony. Jasmine's testimony. Like I, she's I, a semi regular contributor to the show. So. Mm, amazing. I just I just love hearing about like the power of prayer. Like you know when you when you're just in those situations because yeah I'm in it a lot when you're ministering to someone and you send up a quick prayer and it's like oh God just give me an opportunity to be able to share with this person and then he just like he just opens the door in some way um, for me like uh, being a guy sometimes it's been talking about cars and that's led to led to a spiritual conversation sometimes cars is a great yeah, great way cars. to lead into spiritual conversations it's just like that's just a perfect opportunity dude right it's there. amazing but yeah it's um it's just great to hear people. Because it's ultimately working in spirit, uh, working in um, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, yeah. And it's 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 awesome. We mm-hmm. just need that leading and guidance by God because that's the only way we can get anything done. Um, but in our news today, we actually have some really cool technology news, uh, which is just is bringing to mind, you know, uh, Daniel twelve and verse four, like uh, you know, technology shelling, knowledge shall increase, and man shall run to and fro, and this yeah. this. No, I, as, as I keep saying, knowledge has now increased to the point that men no longer need to run to and fro. <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> we're just decked out, man. We'll check out this first story. Um, artificial intelligence has just proven itself to be a lifesaver for vegetative hospital patients. Okay. Yeah. So this, that's interesting. This is crazy. A team of China's best neurologists recently tested their assessments of coma patients in contrast to an AI system. After reviewing the various conditions of seven patients in Beijing, the doctors rated the patients on a coma recovery scale. The patients were given very low school scores, meaning that it was unlikely they would ever wake up and their families were legally allowed to take them off life support. Mm-hmm. So the doctors come through, they're like, okay, these guys, are, they're, they're, they're too far gone. They're it's it's they're hectic. The system, which was developed over the course of five years by the Chinese Academy of Science and the PLA General Hospital, disagreed with the scientists and gave the patients close to, a f- close to full scores with the prediction that they would wake up, they would all wake up within 12 months of the scan. Okay, this is where it gets crazy. As it turns out, the AI was correct. All seven patients woke up from their vegetative states within the year. No Ooh. way. <laughs> no. What, how does it? How does the AI actually even like? What do you? Do, what? What kind of information do you feed into it that it creates an algorithm that comes up with that conclusion? Man, I don't know, but this is how. This is how they. I mean, do they wire into the into the person's brain? Or? Yeah, I, I like this. Is, well, obviously, it just does you know scans like CAT scans and stuff. But what they're saying is it it actually has an eighty eight percent success rate of diagnosis. Um, 
and it archives its efficiency based on the ability to see invisible details in hundreds of human brain, uh, human brain images. Um, like it's got this ability to compile other brain images. Mm-hmm. So it's able to see like, oh, you know, in, in this image that I took on this particular day, there was this thing here and that led to this patient. Okay, so it's, it's picking up all the subtleties that, that humans you can't would pick not up. necessarily see. Or even like remember. You think about it like, you know, if a if a brain surgeon is doing or a neurologist or whatever it is is doing like, you know, scans and scans and scans every single day. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to remember every single diagnosis they gave and every but single result. But an AI result. will. Yeah, but an AI will, right? Because yeah. it's a computer that has perfect, perfect memory, memory. Uh-huh. and it can compile uh-huh. all these things. And it's, man, it's just insane that it's like, it's beating our best scientists, this AI at diagnosing. Like, because there's one thing to look at computers, right? And like, you know, computers can do pretty amazing things, yeah. but it, usually it's in the realm of digital that mm-hmm. they can do amazing things. You know, when, when it comes to calculating numbers and all these things, it's, it's in the realm of, of abstract things. Whereas it's looking at real life, you know, vegetative hospital patients and making a diagnosis that's coming true. Like this is no longer just in the digital realm, but it's like transcending that into like the real world it's doing real world things and we're just man we're just like pressing forward to like the end of time here because you can see this is this is crazy oh it's some freaky stuff out man. there as far as ai and the chinese my goodness the chinese are huge on ai oh dude they're just killing it man it's it's amazing um but yeah they're just they're just saying like that because you got to think, you know, in, in computing, like things are getting updated and, and improved and changed. Like, you well, know. It's remo- what it does is it removes the human factor, mm. which has some advantages and some disadvantages. It, you know, by removing the human factor from um, flying aeroplanes, for instance, it makes yeah. aircraft travel so much safer. Mm. The same theory goes with um, self driven cars. The idea is you take out the human factor and it will be so much safer. Now, they've already proven that with aeroplanes because. Uh, airplanes have been flown by computers now for what thirty years or more, mm-hmm. and you know the humans are there for uh, yeah to to watch over things and make sure it all you know, takes place in the right and proper way. But um, you know the more they take the human factor out, the less mistakes that are made because as humans we make mistakes. How many? Yeah. Of, how much of your memory do you think is accurate? Like, uh, say, for instance, yesterday, if you were thinking about yesterday and you went through all your memories of yesterday, give me a percentage that would be accurate memories. I reckon I'd say like 80%. I'm pretty young. so. But then, <laughs> then again, there is like the element of self-deception as well. Like That's right. Yeah, humans are just, we suck, man. Like, <laughs> like we're, we're falling off. <laughs> okay, so here's what's interesting. 30% of your memories are actually false memories. Oh, okay. 30%. Have a think about that next time you get in a fight with somebody over a conversation that happened <laughs> because it's most likely that both of you are, are actually wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually learned. I've, I'm very much a, a passive, um, very much a passive uh, <laughs> person when it comes to arguments because I know how wrong I always said. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. um, our next news story, again, this is this is awesome technology news. And it, it actually is about uh, renewable energy. Oh, cool. Which is something for me, like I'm like super into cars and motorbikes and all this stuff. But I'm like, 
opening up to renewable energy with open arms. Man. Well, hey, the thing I, the thing I love about um, renewable energy in cars is the massive amount of torque that you can create <laughs> with an electric motor. It's just like it will just sit you back in your seat. You know, that has to be the the, the, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, no, not into the Prius. Not, not going to go there. Yeah. But, you know, you look at some of these vehicles that have electrical power. Yeah. Oh, just, just unlimited torque. Dude, it's it's crazy. Hey, and this, this story comes out of um, America and the Hoover Dam, uh, which was, you know, one of the the biggest engineering marvels in the in the 20th century in america um they've actually found a way to adapt it and turn it into a renewable energy source okay this is crazy so in california like we already know it's already your renewable energy there's running of water what is the renewable energy yeah but they've like they're taking it like steps further okay Um, because you know in in california um they already like they're really big on solar energy california in general is already massive on renewable energy and um they're finding that you know they they have so many solar petals and they take in so much um energy from the sun that um, there's no like efficient way to store all the energy mm-hmm. that comes in. Mm-hmm. So it just sort of has to bleed out yep. or it'll like overload the system. Um, so that means that when there's, you know, a, a lack of sun or it's nighttime or whatever, yep. then they have to result to fossil fuels. But they've actually um, found a way in the Hoover Dam. They've made this proposal to build this wind and solar turbine pump um, station like 20, 20 miles south of the dam um, so that the so it can pump like water from downstream back up to Lake Mead and all the water stored uh, will be released for power on demand, effectively turning the dam into a battery for solar and wind power. Yeah, pumped hydro. That's what they're doing down in, uh, in, in Snowy too. Dude, it's, it's like the best idea ever. I think, and I think, you know, this is a great idea that you could do in like a, um, the average home. Mm. The average home could have two tanks full of water that uh, it pumps up during the day and drains out during the night. And produces electricity all night. It's a great idea. Anyway, we need to uh, move on uh, with our show. Um, this is Grego Pile with Brighter Days.
That was Gregor Pillay with Brighter Days here on Faith FM. And we have another clue for our quiz or a quiz for our clue. A quiz for our clue. Um, again, Nobody, this, nobody's called in on this one yet. Yeah. And d- come on. Come on, guys. Let's 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 go. Uh, <laughs> but this is, this is, again, this is a who am I quiz. Um, and the next clue is, I said, may your money perish with you. Because you thought you could buy the gift from God with money. Mm, who was that? Ooh, who was it? Who was that? Have you, have you got it down, Lyle? Mm-hmm. Do you know who it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the first I know, clue. I know who it is and I know who he's talking to as well. Uh, I saw the first clue. I was like, yeah. Well, we should, we should all know this one because, and this is, a, this is a clue in and of itself, we have been studying a certain book of the Bible during our encounter with God, so we should know the answer to this question. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. So where are we up to? Oh, yes, more serious news. Um, what should I talk about? Should I talk about AI or should I talk about super memory? Uh, let's talk about AI. Aren't they the same thing? thing? No, <laughs> no. Let's talk about AI. This is a story that I've I've been highlighting um, somewhat throughout the year. Mm. So I first started highlighting this story at the beginning of the year. Um, it's continuing to grow. And uh, there was a movie put out many years ago called Minority Report about predictive policing based on AI. Mm -hmm. And, of course, in many parts of the world, Australia included, this is now a reality um, based on uh, algorithms that are being built. But China is the place where they're really going nuts on this. Mm. Uh, They started off with 100,000 cameras earlier in the year. They've now doubled that to 200,000. They're planning to double that again in the next 12 months to 400,000. Wow. Um, they started out with facial recognition cameras. Um, now their cameras are doing facial recognition, body scanning, um, geo-tracking and smartphone tracking. So not only do they track where your smartphone is, but they track every movement that you make on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. So every app that you open, everything um, all gets fed into a database to create a social credit score. So you start with a social credit score of 800 and that uh, if you've got a score of 800, that means you, you get uh, the red carpet treatment in China because uh, you'll get VIP treatment in hotels, airports, you'll get cheap loans, uh, opportunities to go to any university you want, um, jobs, etc., etc., etc. If your AI, if your AI um, social credit score goes down, of course, then you get locked out of all of these things. And so basically what it comes down to is a form of social engineering. So if your score goes low, then you are locked out from society, you're locked out from travel, you can't get credit, you can't get jobs, you can't get work, etc. And it pushes you out the bottom. So it can create a bit of a vicious circle for Man. some people because if your score starts to get low, it can be very, very difficult to bring it back up again. Yeah. And it can actually push you out the bottom into homelessness and you sort of wonder how does that work You know, with somebody who's suffering from mental illness and depression. Mm-hmm who doesn't really have the mental capacity to lift their social credit score, um, it's actually going to punish people who are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. But anyway, be that as it may, um, it is creating the first digital dictatorship. And, of course, all of these scores that they are generating through... Um, through this AI are cross-linked with your education, with your medical history, with your financial records, everything that the government already has. Now, of course, this then, um, the, the interesting part of this is not only the way that it controls and coerces the population, 
but how China is able to deal with their population from a religious standpoint. Mm -hmm. So religion is seen as being something that creates low social credit. So if you're a religious person, that's automatically going to lower your credit, lower your opportunity. It's a way of, (laughs) of, uh, of pushing people out of, you know, uh, religion, because you know, obviously the Communist Party wants to get rid of that. Uh, if you are a religious person who is involved in the underground church, mm-hmm. of course, this creates a system where you know you haven't really been able. It becomes just infinitely more difficult to hide. And of course, it is the underground church where where people um, struggle so much more. Mm. Um, from persecution, you know, religiously, and of course, this is just going to make it so much harder for them, dude. This is man. I've seen like four different TV shows on like why this is a bad idea. Yeah, like man, uh, whether we have it in Australia, you do know that, right? This like predictive this, policing. Yeah, they, predi- created, they created an algorithm uh, earlier in the year. No, last year, sorry, that has accurately been able to predict every. Um, strike every industrial action that has taken place in Australia two weeks before it happened. And that's an algorithm that's just using social media, Facebook, Twitter, and so forth, to uh, just scan across Australian social media, creates an algorithm and says, goes to a company and says, okay, you're two weeks out from facing industrial action right here. It's been accurate every single time. It goes to the company, it goes to the police, so everybody knows what to do and to get ready for it and to gear up. Mm. It's about to happen. The strike's about to take place. Dude, for sure. Like the the AI aspect, that like that's insane. But I'm talking about like the more the social engineering aspect, like people having scores. Mm-hmm. Um, man, whether it's been, I think I saw there was an episode of Black Mirror like this, an episode of Community where like they had this system of like giving people scores that gave them different like uh, levels. Like it was the social, you know, based on like social standard gave them like better levels in society. And it's, um, man, it's like <laughs> every single time it's a bad idea. So <laughs> It's always so, a bad idea. So, yeah, man, that's crazy that it's like coming to fruition right before our eyes. That's yeah. insane. Basically what it creates is the gamification of morality. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, any kind of game you're trying to get your score higher. Yeah. And this particular score updates itself in real time. So as you're walking through a supermarket, putting things into your trolley, it's tracking what you are buying, right? And if you're buying healthy food, your score is going up. If you're buying junk food, your score is going down. If you're buying lots of alcohol, um, then it, uh, it, 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 it pushes it way down because you've got a, a substance problem. You know, and you can see it happening on your phone as 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 you go. So this is this is this is pretty full on. It'd be interesting where where, where to see where China uh, actually um, you know takes it. Oh, and it will affect your choice in marriage. Yeah, because if you marry someone with a low social score, it's going to push your score down. Mm-hmm. And so it automatically, you know, one of the things that you're going to do when you when you you know start looking for a spouse is like the first question on a date is like, well, what's your oh, social what's score? What's your score? Yeah, <laughs> show me your social score. Are sport. you a five? <laughs> I, I'm a four. Are you like like? Well, it's out of eight hundred. So yeah, are you a five hundred? Because I'm a four hundred. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out. Man, that's crazy. Ten million people have <laughs> been punished in the system so far in China. Um, and one of the biggest areas that has been targeted, of course, is investigative journalism. Mm. And so you've got some very, very 
highly intelligent, well-educated, and brilliant investigative journalists in China um, that can't get off the blacklist. They've been forced into homelessness. They can't work. They can't travel. Um, their social media has been shut down. And what it has done is created a black market because people who are on a low social score are not able to you know, participate in any kind of business. There's a lot of things that they just simply can't buy. And so now you've got a thriving black market uh, catering to the needs of people with a low social score. Dude. This is this is, <laughs> man, this is the perfect setup for a movie, man. We should, uh, <laughs> man, but what it crazy. reminds me of, what it reminds me of, and it will be interesting to see what actually happens in China because this is almost straight out of Revelation thirteen, because Revelation thirteen is, is the central chapter in the book of Revelation. It is all about worship. The issue, you know, of worship is repeated over and over again five times in twelve verses. Mm-hmm. You have the issue of worship come up, you know, and the Bible talks about. Um, you know, uh, say verse 15, he had power to give life to the image of the beast. The image of the beast should both speak and force, you know, coerce mm. as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Yeah. He coerces all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, this, this, um, this particular mark right here, the issue with the mark is worship. The issue with the mark is not technology. Mm-hmm. The Bible makes that very clear. However, we do know that with anything that is enforced, technology is going to be used. Yeah, has to That's be. just the way it... Uh, you know, Anything that's ever been enforced is, you know, we use technology, even if it's just like back in the old days where they turn up and uh, and with the, with the point of a sword and say, you're going to do this. You know, yeah. that's a pretty basic technology, cold, hard steel, but it's still technology. What we have is a technology system in our world where Revelation 13 can be fulfilled on a global scale for the first time ever. That has never been possible before. Mm. And so, you know, we, we, this passage can, you know, for the first time ever, Revelation 13 can be fulfilled. That means that Jesus is coming back soon. This is Bart Miller. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpour There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater than all our sin Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace Freely bestowed on all who believe You who are longing to see His face Will you this moment His grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin.
listening to Bart Millard with Grace That Is Greater here on Faith FM. Uh, Lawson, what have we got for the next um, clue for our quiz this morning? Okay, this next one's a dead giveaway. Okay, again, this is a who am I quiz. Um, We've already seen this guy was told you're a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. Um, And again, he said, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy uh, the gift of God with money. Now, this next one, this this is, okay... Again, it's who am I quiz? I was the main speaker of Pentecost. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. If, if <laughs> that, one's, that one's not going to be hard at all. All right. So remember, you can call us up at 1-800-324-843 or send us a text at 0491-064-669 um, and we'll be able to get you a prize. And I'm sorry, but Lyle already knows who it is. So no double prizes today. Yeah, no double prizes today. But still, we have some amazing prizes to give away. Um, so yeah, give us a call or a text on, on one of those numbers. Yep. Fantastic. Well, we have Patrice on the phone today with a sensational testimony that she's going to be sharing with us. Patrice, welcome to the show. Good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Lawson. How are you both this morning? Oh, mate, fantastic. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a great job. Oh, Uh, I I, I love doing radio. It's the best. (laughs) It's uh, it's just a huge blessing. And uh, Patrice, um, we were speaking um, for a bit yesterday on the phone, but uh, yeah, just a great story that you've got to share. And you know what? I'm just wondering whether you can take us right back to the beginning. Tell us about your family, where you came from, your childhood, just just to get this story started. Okay, so I was born and raised in Western Lake Macquarie. Ah, like Laria, well done. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't moved very far at all. Um, I'm the oldest of three children, and I come from a very non-religious family. So both of my parents work full-time. My father was quite controlling and often abusive. My mother used emotional blackmail to get what she wanted. Um, I grew up feeling very unloved and like I didn't belong here. Um, I became a real people pleaser just trying to get people to like me and accept me. Um, I I was married by the time I was 22. I now have two children. I've got Kaylee, she's 23, and Charlie, who's 13. My husband suffered with OCD and he was also very controlling. Um, He restricted my social life and my friendships quite significantly. Um, So I ended up getting quite depressed there. I tried my best to make him happy, but unfortunately, um, nothing I ever did was quite good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a probably a warning that uh, that comes out of this story is that um, if you if you come from a family where you've got a controlling um, parents, be aware of not marrying somebody who who is controlling as well because. Well, it often, well, it really happen- it often happens because it, it, it just feels normal, you know. Just mm. uh, It's one of those things that you, you, you see over and over again. Yeah, anyway, you're going to yes, say? It's some sort of comfort there. And I know it sounds weird, but it must be the way, yeah. So, yeah, it is very weird. Where did yeah. you first come into contact with God? All right, so I was only about five years old when I was introduced to God. Um, my pop had a second wife 
and um, she took me along to Sunday school. So she was a strict Baptist, um, and during Sunday school, I learned of Jesus' love for me, and that really, you know, attracted me, you know, feeling unloved. So um, I asked him into my heart by the age of seven. Um, unfortunately, I stopped going to church, though, by the time I was a teen, mm. mostly due um, to the doctrine of hell. And um, and I also asked them once why we go to church on Sunday when the Bible says we should go on Saturday. That's an interesting question for a teenager to ask. <laughs> well, you know, I um, I read my little Bible that they gave me. So, yeah, um, and all they could tell me was that the Roman Catholic, the early church, the Roman Catholic Church changed it um, to um, really give glory to Jesus as resurrection. But yeah, no, there wasn't wasn't anything in the New Testament either that sort of said to me that we should be keeping Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting um, contrast. You know, I've always struggled with this idea that um, you know when you when you look at the the the, the, the evangelical teaching on uh, eternal hellfire. Um, and yet, in the next breath, they say that God is love, and it's like, okay, so God, yes. God, who is God, who is love, uses His creative power to, to keep people alive for the only purpose, so that He can burn them forever. It just, but anyway, that uh, well, it seems to scare people into conforming. Whereas um, the God I fell in love with when mm. I was a y- young child loved me, and He yeah, would never burn me forever. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm just so happy to hear you say, you know, at seven years of age, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, but then as a teenager, you know, some of this stuff just erodes that um, that first decision you make. But I want to come back to um, your story a little bit later in life. Um, you were mentioning that you uh, you got married when you were 22. You had um, you had some children. Um, your husband was controlling and was OCD, and. You tried to, you know, please him, keep him happy and so forth and ended up depressed. Just tell us a little yeah. bit more about that. All right. So I've always so I, just, just before, anxiety. Before, before, we, before we go there, I'm assuming yeah. that at this particular point, because you mentioned you had left church you know, and, and God when you were a teenager, I'm, I, yeah. I'm assuming you haven't come back to God yet. Is that right? Well, I kept searching for God and I would study with different denominations. I would go to different churches, but it was more of the same as far as I was concerned. Mm. I sort of had my own view on God and felt like, you know, I would just have my own relationship. I didn't read my Bible enough, though. I used to think um, when I read the Bible that I was never going to meet the criteria for God anyway. So, yeah, it was was different. It Mm. was difficult because I was never going to get there by myself anyway, so... Mm, yeah, for sure. Now, I, I didn't realize that you could have a relationship with God, which I think is the fundamental here. We can actually have a relationship oh, absolutely. with God. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Tell us about your... And, di- yep, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and that's that's what's changed my life. So I've, I've always suffered with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I developed depression by the age I was of 30. I was on and off medication for that for years and years. I, I did try my best to find happiness and success in the world and in worldly things, um, but failed with many dreams that I had along the way. Mm. I even um, had a brief affair once earlier in my marriage, and then um, as I after I had both the children and I was getting more and more depressed, I, I, I suffered um, when I had that brief affair. I um, suffered with guilt so badly for it for a long, long time that it kept me in my marriage and trying to please him more and more and more. 
Um, so, and then I, there was a time when I started on Facebook and I was talking to a gentleman on Facebook as well and um, that started getting a bit heated and I almost had an online affair there. And, mm. and this is when I heard the, that little soft, small voice and um, decided, no, this is not a great idea. So I wish I'd listened to that voice more often through my life. It would have stopped me from getting into <laughs> <of> trouble. <laughs> yes, the still, voice, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to your conscience. Yep, for yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. Um, luckily, though, for me, God did show his presence to me in quite a few miraculous ways through my life. So mm. um, um, when my sister and I both had our daughters together and they were only three months apart, Nice. And when they were, when they were, yeah, it was lovely, and we were all quite close back then as well. So it was a really nice time. But unfortunately, um, when the girls were about four, my niece was diagnosed with an aggressive rare brain tumour, mm. and um, it was really hard. So um, she underwent eighteen months worth of treatment. She's had some surgeries, um, a couple of bouts of ex- experimental chemo was months in intensive radiotherapy. And after the 18 months, they gave her three months to live. So, And funnily enough, this is when my non-believing family decided to to pray, decided that we'd give God a go. Um, And praise God, Jessie will be celebrating her 23rd birthday Mm. at the end of this year. Fantastic story. So awesome. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, just quickly, tell us about your son. Uh, I notice you've got a, a, um, a fairly large age gap between your son and your daughter. Yeah, I call them my two only children. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time <laughs> by the time my daughter was eight, I'd given up on having any more children as I, I just couldn't conceive one. So one day I was watching The Greatest Story Ever Told on TV and God had told Abraham that, he was going to give Abraham a son and, and through his seed, the Messiah would come. Abraham goes off and tells Sarah and she decided that she was too old to have uh, bear any children. She was, you know, and she was, fair enough, an old lady. Mm. And She's told mighty. him to marry. <laughs> yeah. And she went and told him to marry the, the servant, her servant girl, Hagar. I got really angry when I watched this and I said out loud, if God had told me he was going to give me a son, I would believe him. And this is when I was overwhelmed. So I got goosebumps on goosebumps, and I was overwhelmed by what I now know to be the presence of the Holy Spirit within me. Uh-huh. And nine months later, my son Charlie was born. <laughs> Isn't that a great Amazing. story? That's just an awesome story. It's the best ever. Yeah, yeah, so this is God showing me that he has never left me, even though I left him. He never gave up on me, and yep. praise God, yeah. So um, time went by. I just grew lonely, lonelier and lonelier in my marriage, though. And like I said, I started chatting to the fella on Facebook. Um, not long after my husband found out about that, I'd already disfriendship this guy. I told him I couldn't speak to him anymore. It was wrong. But um, my f- husband found out about it and threw me out of the house. Mm. And unfortunately, he wouldn't let me take my daughter. So... Um, I try my best to support myself and Charlie, you know, during the next few years, but just grew more and more depressed. And I found myself, surprisingly enough, um, self-medicating on alcohol and marijuana as well. And um, this was just to get to sleep at night. Mm. So unfortunately, over time, 
you need more and more of these things to get the same effect. So it's a I was, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, and I felt myself getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the darkness, and yeah, it just grew worse and worse over time. Okay, so, so what happened? Yeah, so what what happened to? I'm sorry to butt in, but we we are short on time. What happened to actually turn that around? All right, so I was trying desperately to keep my head above the water emotionally. I was failing, but then it was then that I was invited to some Seventh-day Adventist programs. So firstly, I went to Mind, Body and Soul at Bullaroo Church. With David Stoichik? Yeah. Yeah, he's a regular on our show. He's a wonderful man. And um, then I went to Amazing Discoveries at Hamilton. Now, this was really profound for me because it was actually here that I finally had my answers, question, you know, my questions answered about God. So the more I learned, the more I wanted to know about God. And my life has been absolutely transformed miraculously since. I was baptized New Year's Eve 2016. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited because now my church is actually going to be running a similar program. I'm starting um, on Friday, the 28th of September, Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church, Amazing Discoveries. Oh, there you go. Same program, Amazing Discoveries. Okay, just give those details again. <laughs> Friday the 20, what was it? The 28th of September. 28th of September. Yeah, at Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church. And that program starts on that day at 6.30 and goes to 8.30. And then there's another pro, you know, that continues on the next day on Saturday. Yep. But that's at 3.30 in the afternoon to 5.30. And then again on Sunday, 3.30 to 5.30. Okay. But so I you- hope everybody... Wants to come, they can come. I'll be out the front greeting people as they come in. Oh, there you go. So if you want to meet meet <laughs> Patrice and uh, and hear the rest of this story, because we have just you know touched the uh, uh, a couple of the high points as we've been going through it today. You know where to go and meet Patrice, and you know when. So that's that's fantastic. So now you're actually um, you, you've you've gone from being somebody who was depressed and alone and a single mum and uh, all this kind of thing to now you have you've got a family, you've got a church, you've got uh, you're, you're involved. You're, um, you, you've, you've got this opportunity to serve and be a part of a program that um, transformed your life. What else are you doing for God at the moment? Oh, well, I, when I get a chance, I you know put my name down for the Sabbath school lessons and conduct the Sabbath school, school lessons in the church. I'll often get Which up is, there uh, and... Yeah, I should just, just, just add in there, that's just basically a small group Bible study? Yeah, so it's yeah. wonderful. We all go through the same lesson every week and come together before church on Sabbath and go through the lesson together. And it's wonderful because everybody gets a little bit of a different perspective when they study the Bible by themselves. And when you come together, you get a much broader picture. So it's wonderful. It's one of my favorite parts of Sabbath. So. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Patrice, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's just been a pleasure to have you as a part of the show mm. and to hear how yeah. your life has been transformed, you know, from uh, from self-medicating with uh, with drugs and alcohol and uh, marijuana and so forth to just um, having a life completely transformed around. Right now we're going yeah. to move on. This is uh, Anders Svensson with Walk With You.
be hunger, so many blind Starving for words, they must wait in the night To open a Bible and move toward the light So many books, so little time So many hunger, so many blind Starving for words, they must wait in the night To open a Bible and move toward the light From Pompeii, Jerusalem, the Dead Sea and Egypt, Amazing Discoveries is coming to Bulleroo. Take a trip through history to uncover what happened in the past, how it affects the present and what it can tell us about the future. Through archaeology and the Bible, join us on this journey of amazing discoveries. Beginning 6.30pm, September 28 at the Bulleroo Adventist Church, this free community series is one you will not want to miss. See Faith FM's Facebook for more information or call Grego on 0435 077 752. Regardless of who we are, rich or poor, educated or uneducated, we all face the ultimate enemy, death. Why is death a part of life? And is there a way of solving the mystery of death? This is a billion-dollar question. I'm David Stojic, pastor of Living Abundantly Adventist Church. We are hosting speaker Danny Milenko to provide a scriptural perspective on this topic. Join us at 11 a.m. Saturday, September 22 at the Warbrook Community Center. Visit discoverhopeseries.com for more. <laughs> 